This is Proper Bard, where one poet reads several poems and discusses not only the journey to produce them, but what inspired them to do it. I've been trying to record this podcast for the best part of three days. Why has it been so difficult? Well, there are various reasons, but the main one right now is me believing that what I'm saying and what I'm doing is actually a fair and accurate representation of what I am. Let me quantify that. For a very long time, I have not believed that I was good enough. I have not believed what I produce is worthwhile. I have massive periods of my life where I just cannot believe that I am capable of doing the things that I want to do. A lot of this has to do with my past history, which we will not go into here. The upshot of it is I am constantly fighting myself, making myself believe, yes, you are good enough. What you write is good. It is productive. It is worthwhile. At the beginning of this year, I saw a call out on Twitter that was placed by Claire Askew, who is a poet that I greatly admire, who is also a very famous crime writer now, asking for submissions to a fanzine which would cover witchcraft and how the traditional view of what a witch is, was, used to be, has been superseded by the more sanitised, homogenised world of witchcraft that a certain boy wizard in a certain series of books written by a certain person who lives in Edinburgh is now created and has taken over the town. I wrote four poems for this, sent them off and heard nothing and assumed as a result that I had not been successful because this is the way that I have begun to realise that the poetry world works. You send stuff off, sometimes you pay a fair bit of money to do so, and often the only way you find out that you haven't won is when somebody else tells you via social media or you read in a post that they have. It was a genuine surprise, therefore, to discover that not only had all my poetry been included, but it was being published, and that was it. And suddenly I'm reeling in surprise and amazement. When I finally got Encounter Tricks, and held it in my hand. It's an experience that I've never had before in my entire process as a poet, which is now over five years. It's so beautiful and just surprising and satisfying to have written something which came very much from my heart and very much mirrored how I felt as a person, to have it there in front of me printed. It doesn't matter that it's not a first collection. It doesn't matter that it's not in a proper, in inverted commas, publisher's format. It doesn't matter. None of that matters at all. What is more important now, more than anything else, is it's my true, authentic voice. And this has made me realise in the last couple of weeks that what I ought to be doing and what needs to happen for me now is not to worry about which publications I turn up in or who I happen to be working with or who decides that my work is good or not. What matters more than anything else is my voice is true and honest and these four poems in this particular collection are very much that. I'm now going to make the sound effect of me picking up. Here it is. This is Encantatrix. It is a beautiful thing and this particular poem is placed opposite a piece of artwork which I feel there is a sound here of me trying to tell you how good the artwork is and how I feel perhaps my poetry is somewhat kind of debasing it. It's lovely to have the two together. It's even more lovely to look at this and read my words and have this as the stuff that accompanies it. Nick Askew has done the illustration of Half Hang It Maggie who accompanies my poem which is called The Hanged Woman. I 
and the traitor. And admit it is time to pause here, taking stock of that which cannot be redeemed. Instead, is hidden deep. All here comes to a stop, because if it does not, those other sins, concealed behind the eyeline of this harlot child, threaten consumption, conflagration, all that I remain. Surrender to what knows, sure arrogance of men upon these cards, that decks are made from ignorance and rarely will transpose a greater truth, which comes when life is yours to nurture, hold and grow. Let me hang instead a fitting sacrifice. Reminder all that I remain is nothing till the future's better known. I need no cards for this. Only myself. I didn't realise until I read that back because I hadn't looked at these poems for the longest time just how relevant that was to me at the moment that I wrote it. And a lot of times when I'm writing poetry currently, I am doing it to a prompt, or I'm doing it, somebody's given me a line that I need to work from, or I know that there's a particular theme at play. I'm not particularly good as a poet doing that. My best work undoubtedly comes when I detach myself from everything else that is going on around me and just write from the heart. And I'm sure this is how a lot of other poets work. I hadn't really properly sensibly sat down and realised this until very, very recently. And I feel, looking at the work that I've produced in the last six to eight weeks, you can see that. This is a new place. And I know poets, other poets will say to you, well, the old work is relevant. You can go back, you can redo it. And I've done a lot of that in the last six or seven weeks. Picked up work that I'd done previously, rethought it, retooled it, put it through a different sieve that my brain and my body now has become. But there is something very basic and very primal that I've not tapped into yet. I know where it is. For a long time, I was actually too frightened to go to that place and to examine it. But now I know where it is. I'm kind of very cautiously sort of tickling it and <laughs> looking at it and seeing what happens when I poke it. And these poems, certainly the next one as well, comes from a place in my past where I know things have happened that I don't really want to go back to, but realise I'm going to have to if I'm going to move forward. A lot of the time when I've done my work, I've kind of assumed, well, that's it, it's done, I don't need to write about that anymore. And I know there are certain people who have spent a lot of their poetic lives using their past as a means to kind of propel them forward. I'm not sure I want to be that person anymore. I think what I'm feeling now, the experiences that I'm having at this moment are far more significant and far more important. The second poem is actually based on a story that I can remember from a friend a long time ago who lost a member of their family very suddenly, very unexpectedly. I don't remember where this came from, but I know that was the peg in which I pinned onto a line with lots of other things and went through lots of different iterations of it. And to come up with this and then make it into a self-contained story I actually think this is one of the best poems I've written this year. This is Fourscore. Eighty years, her blink, within a mind embracing every slur. You witch, that slut, an animal. As if these things would hurt strong heart that knew 
all this were true. Each moment, definition, darkened space that made that you. Last moments before life decides that's quite a lot of adjectives. And scored on one to four, their science decides false end. Consuming darkness where next life begins. Instead, this ends in odds. Not even chance to say goodbye one day. A headache then, her stories lost, decried. She'll haunt them long enough. They'll wish they'd died. So, I have some copies of Encounter Tricks. I have copies of the Dreyck pamphlet, in which I've also got four poems. And starting next week, you will be able to buy these and help support me. Going forward, I accept it may be quite some time before I get a full collection. It may be a very long time before I'm standing up on a stage doing my own set. To move myself forward and to continue doing this, I need financial support from people. So this is the way we're going to do it. We're going to do it with my honest, true voice that exists in honest, true places. This pamphlet is one of them. The Dreyck poems, which we will go through next week, and I will read next week for you, are very much of that ilk as well. If you want to help me going forward, if you want to support me in my journey to become a fully-fledged poet that other people think is a poet, not just me thinking I'm a poet. <laughs> if you want to do that, this is the way to do it. And I will really appreciate it if you do. That was Proper Bard, which was written, recorded and produced by the Internet of Words. Thank you for listening. Thank you.